We are very excited to begin a new volume of Lakut HaSichis, Chedlik Chav Dalid, the Sichis on Chumash Devarim. And we're learning today the first Siche on Parshas Devarim, right at the beginning on page one. The Shir today is being learned, Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yasef ben Yamin, ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. Oifim Pasik, Be'eva Yardain, Be'eretz Mo'yav, Hoyo Moshe Be'eres Ateira Zeis Leimar. The Yidin was standing right on the, uh, outside of Eretz Yisrael. On the other side of the Yardin, so there Moshe Rabbeinu explained all of the Torah. What does it mean? He explained. Zogin Hazal. So as Hazal tell us, as Beshivim Loshin Pirshalehem, that Moshe Rabbeinu translated Torah and explained it to them in seventy languages. And similar, far and began them Yardin before you didn't cross the Yardin. Had Moshe Ongezokt as Vahoya Ba'Avrachem as a Yardin Vegoyme. So Moshe Rabbeinu commands Yidin that it will be when you will cross the Yarden. That you should write all the words of the Torah on these rocks and it should be Be'er Hetev. So here as well, Zagan Razal. So Chazal tell us what does Be'er Hetev mean. As Be'er Hetev meant, that the Torah should be written on these rocks in 70 languages. So twice we see here that the Torah is being translated into all languages. In Mesech the Seifrim learned me. In Mesech the Seifrim, you learn the following story. Maise behez kenim shekosvu letalmi amelachas atayri yevonis. There was the story with the five elders that wrote the Torah for Talmi Amelech, and they translated it into Yevonis Greek. Vahoya hayoyim kosheli Yisrael kiyoyim shenasa egel. And this day was very difficult for Yidden, like the day that the egel, the golden, golden calf, was made. Because the Torah couldn't properly be translated, all the words, they couldn't uh, properly translate them. Isn't it move on? So the question here, on what it says in Mesech the Seifrim is, From the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu did translate the Torah in 70 languages. Then the mitzvah they had to write the Torah on the rocks in all 70 languages. Is mochach, so it's clear, that there's something positive and there's a big advantage in the translation of Torah. So how is it possible that it says here that the day that the Torah is being translated into Greek is a very, very difficult time and the most difficult like the day that the ego was made? Additionally, what it's hard to understand here is, even more, is the Tam The reason that it says here why this is such a difficult day. Because it was impossible to properly translate Torah. The question is, If Torah was already once before translated in all 70 languages, so it was done already. So it must have been possible. So why now was it so difficult to translate the Torah? So the Rebbe says it would be very difficult to suggest the following. That the difficulty here is specifically the translation into Yevonis, Greek. But it doesn't refer to the others of the 70 languages. So the Torah to be translated is a positive thing. But specifically in Yevonis, that's the issue. 
So we can't say this because Vadom, Aleph number one, the Shivim Lashen, and Falachitaita is Shainis Parash Gavadim, Zanan Kailal Eich Lashen Yavanis. Because the 70 languages that the Torah was once before already translated into includes Yavanis as well. And on the other hand, another question here would be from Stimas Aloshin in Misechta Seifrim, Shalehoisa, Hatayra Yechayla Lehitargim Cholu, that Taira cannot be translated, is Mashma as thus with the Taira cannot be targim veren Kaltzarka. The fact that Taira cannot be translated properly, veret the Midgemein, the Targim, and Yed Loshin. This refers to translating Taira in every or any language. Gimbal, another question here is Vadarabe. If we're going to say that the issue is dafka with Yuvanis, then the truth is that the opposite is true. We find elsewhere in Gemara as Lashi Yuvanis Atendem Gora Maila, Lagabishara Lashainis. Yuvanis has an advantage translating Taita to this language more than other languages. Because the opinion of Rabshim and Gamliel, which is also the Alacha, Darf Mishraim, the Svarim, Tanach, the Svarim of Tanakh should be written only in, in uh, Lashen Kaidesh, not in Kenanda Lashen, not in any other language, Chutz from Yavanis. Besides, if it's being written in Greek, then the Taita could be translated into, into Yavanis. So we're talking about the actual scroll, the actual Sefer Taita. When you write an actual Sefer Taita, so then the only translation it should be into Yavanis. So you see that Adarabi, Yavanis is the best language to translate Taita in. Dalit, additionally, Nochmer, Eshteten Yerushalmi. In Yerushalmi, where it talks about the story, it clearly says, The only language that the Torah could be translated into properly is Yavonis. So you can't say that the issue here with this Canaan, the translated the Torah, was the fact that he translated it into Yavonis. Now the Eker to me, the Eker to me is in them. Was the Brayis Anal Masech to say from Zog to Vahoyayim Koshel Yisrael Kiyayim Shenasa Egel. The main question, and I wonder that there is here in this subject is how could the Brayis say that the day that the Torah was translated and it couldn't properly be translated should be as difficult as the day that the Egel was made? V'yishayach Tzazogin. How is it possible to say? Just because the Taita cannot be fully translated, this is so difficult and so negative, that this could be compared to the day that the Egel was made. So even if we're going to say that there's an issue here with Lashin Yuvanis, but to say that it's mamish like the day that the Egel was made, that's the main question here. So here in Sif Beis, there's another example where we find in Chazal the same expression in the Gemara. This expression, like the day that the Egel was made. So the Gemara there says, as that there was on that day, So the Gemara there says the story about an argument that was between Hill and Shammai. And the argument got very intense. And they stuck a sword into the door of the Bismedrish and they didn't allow anyone to uh, leave. And they took account, and this caused that the, the, the students of Shammai were more than the students of Hillel, and they passed like Shammai in that day. And regarding this, the Gemara says, Hillel was subdued, and sitting in front of Shammai, like one of his students. And this was a difficult day for the Eden, like the day the Egel was made. 
Is Eich Dorten for the Tzachbiyah? Here as well, this demands explanation. Favos, Eisayim, is given a Zeik Kashali Yisrael, Bissu Faglaichanim to Yem Shanasa by Egel. How could this day be so difficult for Yidin compared to the day that the Egel was made? Rashi is Mefarish. Now Rashi explains Kosha. Why is it so difficult for Yidin? Lefisha Hillel, Nasi Vamasim. Because Hillel is the leader of the Yidin and he was humble. What is Rashi saying with this? Isn't it move on? So what Rashi says here is not understood. Chayre seemingly is nor the erst prat lefisha hillel nasi atam for vostas is given kosher. Just this that Rashi says that hillel was a nasi. That's the reason why this is a difficult day. Asayin dega nasi zal hillel zayin kofu v'yoshul v'nei shamai keechem and a talmidim. The fact that the nasi has to sit subdued like one of the students in front of shamai that is a difficult day for klal yisrael. The second detail that she brings, that Hillel was humble. So on the contrary, this itself is a reason and a cause. That because of his nature and because of his humility, he should be able to be subdued. While he was a Nasi, but still nevertheless, while he was given an Anderson, because he was very humble. So how is that a reason for why this day is difficult? So there are those Mepharshim that say, then Pirish and Rashi, Lefisha bought to Behillel, Shehoyen Nasi Ve'ambesim. That what Rashi means to say is that they were boyit. They rebelled or they sort of kicked and they did not pay attention to the greatness of Hillel, which was both a Nasi and humble. What does this mean? That it's, it's the Rashi here is telling you how great Hillel was and nevertheless they still rebelled against him. And this would explain the similarity to the day that he didn't made the eagle. But Eich Damot is given Shabbatu b'Moshe Shoyanasi v'Anov that they also rebelled against Moshe Rabbeinu, which was both their leader and very humble. And v'Amru, and instead they said Nasa Lanu Alekim Ashayelchul Lefanenu. Let's appoint another God that will go ahead of us. So that that's the comparison here. The same happened, similar happened to Hillel when they were Bayit and Hillel. This is not a sufficient explanation to explain why this is compared to the day that the Egel was made. Even after we see the comparison of this, that they rebelled against Hillel. Similar to what happened by the Egel, that they rebelled against Moshe, is the Chabadinukutas Achaymeh. However, what was the real severity of this day that the Egel was made? It wasn't really the rebellion against Moshe, as severe and as difficult as this may be. The main issue over here was the fact that this was the day the Egel was, they served Avedazara. That's the main thing here about the Egel. And in that sense, there is nothing unique over here in the story about Hillel that can be compared to this day that they made the eagle. The Yeshleim Abir B'zes, the Rebbe continues here in Siv Gimel to explain that we have to look into the exact, precise words that Chazal use here, and that's the key to understand what this comparison to the day that the eagle was made is. Let's see the exact words that it says in both of these statements of Chazal in Mesech the Seifrim or in Mesech the Shabbos. It's like the day that the Megal was made on, on it. It does not say that what happened is compared to the actual creation of, or the making of the Egel, or like the sin of the Egel, or any similar language. It says the day that the Egel was made. Why? 
if we're trying to compare it to the actual Chet Egel itself, what's the emphasis of the day? Now, the Pashtos is the Yom Avedas HaEgel. Now, simply, the day that the Yidin actually went and served the Egel as an Avedas Zareh, Given Lamachras Yom Asiyas Egel. This was the day later, the day following that they made the Egel. As the Pasik says, as Biyoim Unachre Asiyas Egel, on the day and following after they made the Egel, Hot Aren Gezogt, Chag Lashem Mocha. Again, on the day, on that very day after they made the Egel, so Aaron tells to the Yidin, let's hold off. And we'll celebrate with Hashem tomorrow. His intention was to push them off and to try to delay this. He was confident in the Eibishter that Moshe is going to come and they'll serve the Eibishter instead of serving the Egel. So on this day itself, when they made the Egel, they didn't actually serve the Egel as an Avedazara. On the Iker Chete Egel is given of Morgan. The primary sin of the Egel only came the next morning. They got up early and they brought the sacrifices here for this Egel. So now we understand when it says here in the Gemara the expression, the day that the Egel was made, what is what Chazal saying with this term? The hardkeit Koishi, the difficulty. Bashteit consists here, is not with the very fact that they made this Because as Aaron said, the making of the eagle itself, even though that was a problem, but that itself not necessarily would lead to anything negative. It's possible that only on the next day, would they, would they come and they, and Moshe Rabbeinu would be there and they would be serving the Ebeshter and not the Egel? Not in them, was das is Yom Egel. Rather, the main issue over here was that this is the day that they, that they, that they made the Egel. What does this mean? Atog verbunden nor mitten Egel. Meaning that this is a day that's connected and dedicated just to one thing, to creating this Egel. Nit in Yoni Amokim. Not focusing on matters related to the Eibishter. Right? That's the, the Hadgosh of Chazal. Not the very creation of the Egel itself. That's not the issue. And also the serving of the Egel, which took, which took place the next day. That did not yet take place on this day. Rather, the fact that they created something today. They were focused on creating something which is not connected to the Eibishter. And then on the following day leads to, to what, what happens. That's the issue. The Mele is that a talk from Hachone to the Chet from Dinen dem Egel laachazman of Morgan. The issue here is that on today's day, they made the Egel, they prepared something which, after time, the next day, it led to what it led to, that they, were, they, they served the Egel. That's the, the, what Chazal is saying, Kiyoin, the day that leads to something that comes out of this on the next day, which is negative. So now, based on this diok, we can understand that this is also something that happened here when they translated the Torah for Talmai. Similar is also regarding the translation of the Torah that these Zikainim wrote for Talmai Amelech, they translated for him in Yavonis. The Pirisha Mesechta Seifrim. So the meaning what it says here, Mesechta Seifrim, the Lehoisa Hatayri Yechoilo, Lehitargim, called Sarka. That they couldn't translate Teire properly, meant them what it means is as follows. 
in dem Seidem Muktem Ocher, wie er steht in Teire Belashen Akkadish, ist ein Teire Yechayel Litagim. An exact translation, where you keep the order of the words, just as they are, in Lashen Kaddish, in whatever language you're translating it into, that you keep it a precise translation with the same order of the words, that's impossible. On the Chesara Bashtet, in them. Now what's the problem with this? For this get an art. This allows a possibility that a mistake could be made by using this translation. It could lead later to a mistake. So even if the translation is good, and right now it's done properly. However, because it's not exactly in the same order, word for word, as it is in Hebrew, it's possible that it should lead later to a mistake. And that is, B'Sha'asa Goy, Talmi HaMelech, V'tnochtem Tzorka. When a guy learns the Teireh, and he learns it in Greek, as it is translated as best possible. Is Meglech, as on it Fashtein, dem Richter Gimpirish, bekam bevekam and bekaimis beteireh. It's possible that he shouldn't understand the proper meaning in certain places in Teireh, as it's described over there. Und nachmer, and even more so, evet Fashtein, heipech von der Kavana mitis. He might even understand the exact opposite of what the intention of the words are. The Fargefinimi. So therefore we find as Bishas the Ayim based Kenim of Metagiv and the Taira for Talmai Amelech, when they did actually translate the Taira for Talmai, is Nasana Kadishbaruch Belev Kalechot Vechot. The Abish gave all the Zakanim there the same idea. Aitza, this is the advice over here, what should they do about this? We skimu kulan the day achas, they all came to the same conclusion and they made on Yud Gimel Dvarim Shinuba. They had to make 13 changes in the translation of the Taira so that it should not be translated 100%, which could lead to a mistake. They did not translate Teire 100% verbatim, word for word, because that could lead to a mistake. Instead, they made certain changes, like Bereshis bara Lekim, they wrote the Lekim bara Bereshis, they translated in different order, in order that it shouldn't lead to a mistake. So what do we understand from all of this? On in dem bashteit, der faglaich hanal in mesech de seifrim, v'hoya hayoyim kosher liyisrael kiyoyim shenasa bayegel. Therefore, it says that this day was difficult for Yidden, like the day that the eagle was made on it. Kishem v'diyoyim shenasa bayegel is given kosher, just like the day the eagle was made. It was a difficult day. V'aler is given diachone as lemochrosa israelis kekomen dem din and dem eagle. What was this day? This day was the fact that they focused on preparing and creating this eagle. That then on that day nothing happened. I don't have a plan that it'll be used in the positive, but it ended up being a preparation. They were focused on something not connected to the eibushter, preparing to the eagle that they then serve tomorrow. Al derechzeh is the yain was matar was at mahat matargan given the teira liyivanis similar when they translated the teira into yivanis a yain kosher Yisrael. It's difficult to the Eden in the same vein, but does can bring in because this could lead to interpreting Taita, understanding Taita, not 100% properly, and even the opposite of what the intention of Taita is. So therefore, this is considered to be a day which is difficult, similar to the difficulty of the day that they actually made the ego. Okay, so now we could give the same pshat also in Sifeye regarding what the Gemara says, regarding the story with Shammai and Hillel. Similar to this, we can say, Regarding this day, that Hillel was subdued and sitting like a student in front of Shammai. 
the fact that on that day they decreed all the decrees the Gemara says there, like Shammai said, is nitazik kosha. That in itself is not so difficult. Vadim Sofsof is the Shosikle Hill Shammai. As it says there in the Gemara, Hill was quiet and he accepted Shammai's opinion. And Lay Omad Rashi there says Hillel did not keep his opinion arguing with Shammai. The says that in his given al piyalacha. So when they passed them like Shammai, it was all according to the rules of Teira that in this case the halacha should be like Shammai. So this itself is not yet anything negative. That them. So what's the main difficulty here? It consists of the fact that like you can bring it. This could lead as that even regarding other arguments between Hillel and Shammai or Basil and Be Shammai, you can end up passing like Be Shammai. which is the opposite of the rule of the way Allah should be in all generations, as Be Shammai. The opinion of Bishamai. When you have the opinion of Bishilol, not only is it not accepted, but it's like not even in the Mishnah there. It doesn't have any credibility at all. So that what it may lead to in the future that you could continue Paschani like Bishamai, that was the issue on this day. Similar to the Egel, that what it leads on the next day. This is what Rashi means when he says, when Rashi points out the fact that Hill was not only the Nasi, but he was also humble. How is the Hill, Hill's humility relevant here? Rashi is Mazber, the Minyan With this, Rashi explains to us what's so difficult about this day. The fact that the rule is that we pass in like, like, like Besilol is Mitzadi Tzvei It's because of the, these two character traits or these two details here. Nasi Vanvesen. What are they? Their Meira Halacha Bechlal is the Nasi Afil Legabe Demav Bezdin. Generally, we pass in like the Nasi, the leader of the Eden, and even if there's an argument between the Nasi and the Av Bezdin, the head of the Bezdin, we pass in like the Nasi. Undas is given, Undas is given Faker. Shammai is the given, the Av Bezdin. Shammai was the head of the Bezdin, and Hillel was the Nasi. And here, the Halacha was like Shammai and not like the Av Bezdin. Und Anvisen. As the Gemara tells us, why is it when it comes to Bishamay and Bishil in general, do we pass in like Bishilol as Mipnei Ma Zacho Bishil Kvoy Alacha Kamaisa? Why did Hill merit that we pass in like them? Because Hillel, they, they, they were humble and they accepted any embarrassment. They didn't answer back. They didn't have that strength and that harshness and, and so on. They were just very quiet and humble for themselves. Or if you'll touch these words precisely, the point over here is the humility. So Rashi is quoting these two details of Nasi and Anvesen to, t- to point out what the problem is. That because Hillel has these two character traits and the Allah is supposed to be like him, the fact that on this day we're paskening like Shammai is a problem for the, for the future that it may lead that we should continue paskening like Beshamai. So this is the general connection here between the Yaim Shanasa Baya Egel and these two incidents, which is not the problem on this, with this itself, but what it may lead to in the future. However, there's still more to explain here that I will take this to a much deeper level. And really one major question that was not answered here yet, that if there is this issue with translating Teda, what it could lead to in the future, so why when Moshe Rabbeinu translated the Teda, and he commands Eden to translate the Teda when they come into Eretz Yisrael, why isn't there any issue there? What's the distinction between that and this case over here? Okay, so that will be explained there in the Hemshech of the Sikher. Since all matters in Teda are very precise, is move on so it's understood as their Faglaich von Ditzvei Nyanim. 
the comparison of these two things. The translation of the Torah. And the day that Hill was subdued. To this day that the eagle was created. Is not not in them was their talk can It's not just in the general sense that this is a day that can cause something or an event negative that would come out of it. As it is with the day that the eagle was made on it. But it's also connected to the content of what this day that the eagle was made represents. And what is the content of the sin of the Egel in general? What is this Aveda of the Egel that we are saying that something similar is it's compared to over here on this day of the translation of the Teireh or the day that Hillel was subdued? Okay, so here the Rebbe will give us a lengthy explanation to have an understanding of what the Chet Egel consists of. So the explanation here is as follows. So it's known what all the commentaries in Teireh speak at length about what exactly happened here when the Yidin made the eagle. When Yidin were making this eagle, what they were looking for, what they were demanding, is not a concept of Avidah Zorach, God forbid. They were looking for a leader that will lead them to take the place of Moshe. They saw that Moshe wasn't returning, but not to take the place of Hashem himself. And as they argued, as the Apostle clearly says, that Moshe, that took us out of Mitzrayim, we don't know what happened to him. What they were looking for is to have someone in between, an intermediary between them and the Eibishter. And they based this on the fact that this is the way the Eibishter himself sets it up, seemingly. Because what does it say? He's the one that Hashem appointed to come and lead us and take us out of Mitzrayim. Eibishter himself does not take Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Nor But it's all done through Meishra Rabbeinu being the Mimutza between them and Hashem. And the point here about why there's a need for a Mimutza intermediary between Hashem and the Yidin is as follows. In order for a Yid living here below in this physical world, so should connect to Hashem. Not just to be connected with simple faith, but to actually bring that connection to the Eibishter in the, all of the faculties of the person, that his whole entity should be included in this. His intellect, his emotions. On his, is this, now when is this possible? A person's intellect and emotions, his kaiches, are very, very far from being truly connected to Hashem, to godliness. So this is only possible when you can draw down godliness here below in this world. And then it becomes possible for a person to know Hashem. To know, not just to simply believe in Hashem, but actually to know with your intellect about Hashem. In addition to the belief, which is on the level of Hashem, which is absolute simplicity, that does not relate to our reality in this world at all. So to bring down the Eibishtet into our world, Leida, 
to know the Eibishtisa for this, you have to draw down godliness and make it close to our existence in this world. So how is this? Elokos ve'ezgale an ish lamata. Godliness is revealed to a human being, in quotations, here below. Anashami beguf, a soul which is in a body in this world. Onislabish boy ubiyichud nifla. And the godliness comes and is enclosed and becomes completely unified with a wondrous unity with this ish, with this human being in the world. Biz bedugmas meisha versus ish shalakim. And to the point, as it was by Meishe Rabbeinu, that he's described to be as an ish ho'alakim. One person, which is both ish and alakim, because godliness is so unified with his very being. Ish was mekan emzen unharen. But this is a human being that you can see and hear, and he's someone that is relatable and is in our reality here in this world. Furthermore, in order to draw down godliness, yet even further, and it should be sensed and experienced here in this world, in in the physical world, in all matters of this physical world, so here the people that demanded to create this egel, so their, their opinion, their, their thought process was, that you have to bring down godliness into some entity which is part of the really low element of the world. This will have more of an impact, and more of an impact in the actual existence of the reality of this world. Not only through Meisha Rabbeinu being a human being and Ishalakim, but to bring it down into the lowest elements of the world. That is what their uh, demand was. And in their thought process, similar as it was later, as the Reibishter at Geheisen, from Kesev, Zov, to build the base of Miktosh or the Mishkan, from gold, silver, and so on, and the Eibishter dwells in the physical items that the base of Miktosh or the Mishkan is built of. And the main primary presence of the Shechina is in the Oren and where the two Kruvim are. This brought the dwelling of the Shechina amongst Yidin. That's the place from where the voice of Hashem comes out to speak to Meshach Rabbeinu from between these two Kruvim. So this is what the Yidin's idea about the creating the Egel was. They actually looked at the concept of what they saw Moshe Rabbeinu represents, bringing a Lukos down to the world, and they said that if so, we should create something similar, or actually even more effective, by the Egel. This is the explanation for what it says in the Medrash. As the Chet Egel is gekomen mitzadem, was b'shas matenteret. It came as a result that when the Eivishter came down at Matanteire, the Eivishter comes down with the whole entire holy chariot. And they, so to speak, pulled out and disconnected one of the Merkava from the Eivishter here in this world, the face of the axe of Hashem's Merkava. And they brought this power down into this world. They wanted to have, just like they saw, that the expression and the revelation of the Eibishter, spiritually, in the Ruchni's the world, is through the Maiser Merkava, so too, in the physical worlds below, the expression of the Eibishter should come down through something here, in our reality, in this world, which is the, the Sheir, or an Egel, physically in our world, similar to the way it is, Lamaila. 
Now, even after the Eden created the Segel, before they served the Egel, that the celebration will be for the Ebeshter tomorrow. As from them, even after all this that the Eden did, which was actually a mistake, as the Rebbe will soon point out, where exactly the Eden went wrong with their whole thought process of bringing the Ebeshter down. But at this point, when the Eden created this Egel, Aaron's idea was that then this is only going to lead to celebrating with the Abishter tomorrow on an even greater level. As from them, an advantage will come out of this Egel created here. As from Moshe, that coming. Because when Moshe will return, that by Eden is Galaverin, with their Indian Egel is Kemetziasnit. Moshe will come and this will reveal the mistake that Eden had with their whole idea of utilizing an eagle to bring down godliness and on the world, that really this is a mistake and this whole eagle is no entity at all and has no significance at all. Now, the Pashtus, on a very simple level, what Aaron Akain was hoping for is, if they would not wake up early in the morning, which the Satan came and woke them up early, that they should sin early on. They wouldn't have sinned. On the contrary, Moshe Rabbeinu would come and burn the eagle in front of him with the agreement of all Yidden. Obviously, there would no, there wouldn't be any serving of the eagle at all. Now, what would be the big mile that would come out of here? Here, if Moshe Rabbeinu would come, then he would reveal to Eden the truth of how you're actually supposed to bring the Ebesh Adan into this world. Now through this, by burning this Egel, this would express the true unity of Hashem even more as Einoid Movadi. To what extent the Einoid Movadi is true, that there's nothing other than Hashem himself, that even here, this idea that Yidin had to create a Mamutza, to create this eagle that will bring down the Abish there, that's also a problem because it's a contradiction to Einoid Movadi. So by Yidin creating this eagle and Moshe Rabbeinu then coming and burning this eagle, this would teach the Yidin and express to what extent the Einoid Movadi of the Abish there is that even this eagle is also a contradiction to the absolute unity of Hashem. And the Rebbe explains this here with Kitzer, when as a Mamutze can sein, nor Moshe Mamutze Hamechaber. And an intermediary between Yidin and Hashem cannot be an eagle, a physical item from this world. Rather, it could only be Moshe Abenu himself, which is a Mamutze that connects Yidin to the Eibishter. A Mamutze that's completely selfless, has no entity of his own, and all he does is he reveals who the essence of Yidin are and what the essence of the Eibishter Yidin are. Uh, essence of the Abish that is, that is, and he brings them together as one. That's a Mamutza Machaber. It brings out the closeness that they have, the fact that they're one. Unlike, okay, let me just finish reading the paragraph here. And this is only possible because Moshe Rabbeinu was sent and he was commanded by the Abishter to be this messenger to bring Yidin closer to the Abishter. So to take a, an, an entity in this world, what, on whatever level it may be, even if it's something which is compared to the Maisa Merkava and they're taking from the Kayach of Maisa Merkava to create this connection to the Ebeshter, but that's not a Mamutza Machaber. It's not something that the Ebeshter commanded, not something that the Ebeshter appointed. And therefore, this Mamutza, instead of being an intermediary that brings together, on the contrary, this becomes an intermediary that creates a hefsik, that cre- creates a distance between Yidin and the Ebeshter because 
you're saying that there's a certain Metzius here that exists and it will then connect you to Hashem. So in other words, there is something other than Hashem himself that has some significance. So the Payol, but because Moshe Rabbeinu did not end up coming, and by Yashkimu is Abu Fundem, the Stayv Gevarim, by Kamami Yisrael, what this ended up leading to, by some Yidin, of Marginim Chet Egel, the actual sin of the Egel, the Chet Fan of which is the point of Hepech, Achtos Hashem, the opposite of the absolute unity of Hashem that could have and should have been revealed here on this day. So that's the deeper understanding of what the, the Chet of the Egel is all about. It wasn't Kipshuta that they wanted to serve Avedizare, but the very fact that they wanted to create a Mumutza. And this Mumutza is not completely bottled to Hashem like Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's something other than the absolute unity of Hashem. That in itself is already a concept of a possibility that there should be a Chet of Avedizare that comes out of it. Sees that this now explains the deeper connection here to what the eagle does and how this is, that will then explain the connection here to the day that they translated the Torah. So first to explain what does Chazal mean by this expression that there's something difficult about the very day that the eagle is created. Before you come to the following day when they actually serve the eagle. The very fact, as is Olveren, an upketelte metzies, that you can have a separate entity. Even if their point was that they want to utilize this to draw down godliness. But it's a separate entity. It has some feeling of self, of separateness of Hashem. So because it's not a command of Hashem, and Sivi doesn't just mean command, but it means that the Ebeshter is connected here. The Ebeshter comes down through this. So therefore, this can lead to a chet of to having two opposite domains, so to speak, where you, you have the, the outlook that there's two separate entities that exist in the world, another entity outside of Hashem, God forbid. But when it comes with the command of Hashem, like it is with the Yidin building the Mishkan, and the Ebesha says to build the Aron and the Kapoires, so then what is sensed in, in the, what they're doing here and in the Aron and the Kruven? So we hear the Aron, the Kapoires, is not an entity for itself that has any significance for itself, which the Shechine will then come into this. They are simply just a, a medium of the Abisha revealing himself through them. They have, they have absolutely no self involved here. There's no entity, there's no significance to this itself. So therefore, such a kind of memutza, which is God appointed and is just fully permeated by the presence of Hashem and by the Abisha flowing through it, so here, it can't lead to any mistake that there are two domains, God forbid. And this is the point of what the Medrash is saying here. The Egel is nishmat gevaren from the Pnei Shoyer Shebe The Egel that the Yidin created was because they separated, they took the Pnei Shoyer of the Merkava and they took it, they separated it. 
So there it's all part of the Abish's holy chariot. This is an Inyafun alakus on his Megala alakus. It's all part of godliness and it reveals and expresses godliness. There is no feeling of any other entity other than this that it's there to express Hashem in one way or another. But when you separate it and you bring it here below into a different reality, not as part of the Markove above, what this means is that you don't sense here in them. The fact that this entire chariot is just a chariot for the one that's riding upon it. This could then lead the next day to the actual sin of the Egel, the sin of the Avedizara that came out. That's the Kosha, the Yoim Shinasa Boya Egel, the very fact that this Amitsias, which is not godliness, that's what they created on this day. Similar to this, was what happened when they wrote the Torah for Talmai, and they wrote it in Greek, So what's the connection here? When Moshe Rabbeinu translates the Torah in 70 languages, we even are fulfilling the mitzvah to write the Torah on the rocks in 70 languages. They are writing the translations together with the Torah the way it is in Lashon HaKadosh originally. And additionally, this is coming with the command of Hashem. So here, there was no room for the Torah being understood and interpreted not the way the purpose and the intention of Torah is. Because the translation was done in such a manner that the translation was connected to the original. And it, you, you sensed in the translation the godliness that's present and the holiness of the Torah that's in it. The other languages were there along with Lashon HaKadosh, and therefore you saw that it's merely a translation of Lashon HaKadosh. That's what was sensed here. When they translated the Torah. And it was not with a mitzvah from the Abish. And it was in Lashon Yavon, so now he has the Torah only in Lashon Yavon. So this could lead to something that's not okay. That instead of translating the words that the Abish creates everything and expressing the unity of Hashem, as the truth is, as it says over there, the Gemara, that the mistake would be that you would say that there was there's two different domains, there's two different powers, and one creates the other. So therefore they have to change the order of these, of these words. Similar to other psukim that they had to change in the translation for Talmai, in most cases, the problem here is that it's a translation that can lead to the opposite of the Achtas Hashem and opposite of Teireh, which is there only in the Teireh itself. So this is the comparison to the, the Egel. And this is also the answer 
to why this problem does not exist when the Torah is translated through Meshur Abbeinu, and you have it together with the original, with Lashon HaKadosh, and it's Apiyat Sivi, according to the Abish's Mitzvah. So now we can take this point and apply it similarly to the story with Hill and Shammai. So just as this is true regarding the day that he didn't create the Egel, and more subtly in the Antargama Yevonis. When the title was translated into Greek, that it can lead to something which is not full Achtas of Hashem, even to a more subtle degree in Teire Gufa, even within learning Teire itself, or so here as well, if you understand the difference between Shammai and Hillel, we'll understand why this is similar to the Indian of the Egel, if we see what Hillel represents, what Shammai represents. So the Rabbi explains as follows. It says, Yiduat no. As Shammai, Ubei Shammai, is Sharshai Mimidas din. Shammai, what is the Shadish of his Neshama? What does his way of learning represent? Gvura and Din. Judgment and harshness and more stringencies. On Hillel or Beis Hillel is Mimidas Achesed. His neshama came from the attribute of Chesed, kindness, generosity, and so on, Rachne or mercy. On the far is Bechlal, so therefore we find that generally Beshamay Lechumre. Beshamay is the one that's stringent, or Beis Hillel and Beis is the one which is lenient. Now to explain deeper the difference between these two midas, Chesed and Gvura, as it relates to Achtas Hashem and the existence of the world. The chilok, the difference between the middle of Din and Gvura and the middle of Chesed and Rachmim, is It's similar to what the Medrash describes when it came to creation regarding the middle of Chesed and Emes. Chesed Omar Yivra. The attribute of Chesed said that the world should be created. And Emes says that there's no room for creation. There's haste. So what this Medrash is really saying is, Mitzad Midas Hadin is Nitok in our Tevelt. Midas Hadin says there's no room for an existence of a world. But it's not so as far as the attribute of mercy is concerned. There is a room for the world being created. Now once the world is created, what comes out from this is as follows. As Mitzad Midas Hadin, Herzachon, then Bittel und der Schwere von Welt. What does Midas Adin say? Midas Adin says the world, the world is a contradiction to, God, to godliness. It's a contradiction to the truth of Hashem. So we have to negate and break the world. That's what Midas Adin demands. Or Midas Chesed Varachmim is in Yona. What does the Midas of Chesed and Rachmim represent? What does it say? Adarav, it says on the contrary. You could draw down and reveal godliness within the existence of the world itself. So from them is Fashtandik. So from this, we can understand on a deeper level what is really the difference between Midas Agvure and Midas Achesed as it relates to the existence of the world. From the attitude or from the outlook of Midas Adin, so what sensed? That the world is something. And therefore, it's, it's separated, at least in its experience, from godliness. So that's a major problem. So therefore, Midas Adin, which sees the world as an entity and as a problem, at least in its experience, so what's, what's the solution? So you have to break the world, you have to negate the world. 
which is about bringing and revealing the truth of the Hebrew within the existence of the world itself. So what's sensed in the world is actually the opposite. As Welt is Bekoyach Umedarfis Megalazain Miyuchad Mitalakos, that the world potentially, and this is something you have to work on revealing, is totally really unified with Hashem. The world is not a problem, it's not a contradiction to Hashem. The world itself is part of Hashem, it's, it's unified with Hashem. The far Dafmenton on Oifton in Welt. What you have to do and what you have to accomplish is all within the existence of the world. Megalazain in Ir, Elokos, to reveal within the existence of the world itself. That it's godliness, not by breaking it. Now, So when you have two different uh, options, whether to be stringent, to stay away from things in the world, or to be lenient and to engage with things in the world, is Bishamai Luchumir. So Bishamai's approach is like Vura, which sees the world as, as something which threatens the unity of Hashem. The world is a problem. So therefore, Upshaden is a Funyan and You gotta separate from matters in the world. Basilol is lenient about this. What's the lenience here? It's not that Hill is less afraid about what may happen if a person could come to be over in a Veradara, but Hill says that in the existence of the world itself, you have to interact and engage with the world because the world doesn't have to be looked at as a threat. Adara, but the world itself is a locus, you just have to work with it and reveal it and refine the world. So to a very subtle degree, what comes out from this is, as mitzad midesadin. If you take the approach, of Shammai, of Midas Adin, can a race come in behishtal shalos? It could come out, and this itself, it's only if it evolves, some kind of approach where you see two different powers here. There's sort of a, a, a battle here. There's some, some kind of a problem with the existence of the world, which is a contradiction to the existence of the unity of Hashem. And therefore, it's necessary to battle with the world. Because through this approach of Shammai, by being Machmer, we're not revealing and unifying the actual world itself with godliness. It's only through the Aveda of Hillel that shows you how to reveal and refine the world itself, that it's completely unified with Hashem. So then, there's no battle here. Adarab, you're revealing how it's all godliness. So that's the true Achtos Hashem within the Metzius of the world itself. So this is the connection of this day when Hillel is subdued in front of Beishamai or Shamai, and this is similar to the day that the Hegel is created. If on this day the halach is like Shamai. What this represents is that the approach of Din was stronger than the approach of Chesed and Rachmim. The concern here was that in the future they may make the mistake and also Paskin like Shamai was vet and the Rebbe emphasizes behishtal so then, through different levels that could evolve and come out from this, can engeben an art of and to a very subtle degree, it may come out to an approach that there is another power in the world, there's an entity in the world which is not completely miyuchad with the
The very fact that the approach of Din is that there's an entity in the world that you have to fight and, and negate and break so that the Dakis, the Dakis could lead to a, a, an attitude where there is something other than Hashem Himself. Obviously, in the source, Hashem is saying the exact opposite. What Shama is saying is that because the Abishta is the absolute and only truth and only unity, so therefore anything else is you have to negate and is, is non existent. You have to just reject it. But from this could come out an attitude to say that the very fact that I have to fight and break this means that, that there's something that has some significance other than the Abishta. So that is why we're comparing it to the day that the eagle was created. As I've explained before, the concept of the day that the eagle was created was that Bedakos, this was a day that there was a possibility to think that there's a mamutza that has some significance that's not completely bottled to the Eibishter, that you can bring the Eibishter down through this entity. So similar over here, to a much more subtle degree, through the attitude of Shammai, through Midas HaGvure, the Hishtal Shalos, it could bring this approach that there's a world that exists, and you have to have a Muhammad with this existence of the world. So now this brings us back to what happened over here, B'Poyal Mamish. What, what ended up happening with this day that they translated the Torah for Talmai, and also on this day that they passed by Shammai. Thus is Abinav, was Tek. So now all of this is the explanation regarding these two days. The Yom Shekosvul Talmai, Melechas HaTayri Yivonis, and the Yom Vasil HaYikof of the Yom Shekosvul So these two days, and in Kosha, Kiyom Shenasa Baya Egel, it's compared to the day the Egel was created to lead them Chashash, only out of a concern because of what may subtly come out, something which is opposite of the absolute unity of Hashem. But what actually ended up happening when the title was translated into Greek? And also what happened from this day that Hill sat subdued in front of Shammai. It did not lead to anything opposite of what Torah wants. Nitvi by the Myoim, a CS eagle. Not like what ended up happening on the day that they made the eagle. The Yeshleima, Yisaira Mizu. And we could actually even take this a step further and say, Kishem, Vibiyoim Shinasabaya eagle. Just like on this day that they made the eagle. At Aren Gizok, Chag, Lashem, Mocha. That it'll be a celebration for the Abishta tomorrow. Was Kipshutim Maintes, as Oimazol the Snutzen Kidabai. If this will be utilized properly, so this can be a celebration. And they'll end up serving the Abishur on an even higher level. Kanal, as I've explained already before. This is what actually ended up happening when they translated the Torah into Greek. They translated the Torah for Talmud and Melech, and they didn't translate it fully verbatim. They changed certain things. The first change they made was the order of putting David's name first and not Bereshis Bar Alekim. So what this accomplished was that not only did they bring the unity of the Abishta to be communicated here in this language to the Gaim to see it and read it in Teireh, this actually resulted in an actual halacha as the einzige Sprach was the only language that you're allowed to write an actual Sefer Teireh in is Biyavonis, is that language that they translated the Teireh then for Talmei Melech. 
says, If it's written in Greek, it's a proper sefetaira that you can read from it when you're reading B'tzibor, all the specific halachas that apply specifically to a sefetaira, the gzeira of chazal, that if you touch a sefetaira, the hands become tome, also applies. It has the regular halachas of a sefetaira. Which is the Shleimus Habirot from the Ksav Voloshin Yevonis. This brought the full refinement of this language, meaning they brought down the Achtas of the Eibishter here into this actual language itself. So not only did it have the negative result, but it actually had a very positive effect, bringing the Achtas Hashem and the Birot into this language here. Similar, we could say regarding this day when Hill sat like a student in front of Shammai, as nit nor is from them nit arayz gekumen, as is obliged to do is the halacha v'shamay v'shamay. That not only did this not have a negative effect, that in the future the halacha would then be like Shammai. Now there's had gepoiled oich by Shammai, by Shammai, and even from kviyah bittel. Seeing the behavior of Hillel, this actually had an impact on Shammai in themselves or by Shammai that they also had this this kviyah and bittel that they were subdued and they would nullify themselves. Yeshloimar. As the far as though kama mekaimis was bishamai lekula, what this resulted in, in, what we find in many places, that bishamai is also lenient, similar to the approach of Hillel. Where did this come from? From here, from this incident when Shammai saw the attitude of Hillel. So this actually had a positive impact on Shammai themselves. That in certain places they also took the approach of, of Hillel to be lenient, which, as I've explained before, really means to engage with the world and reveal in the world itself the Achtas of the Ebishter. So since the words of Tzadikim live on and exist forever, and especially those matters that are in Teireh, brought in Teireh, which is eternal, is the fun move on so what we understand from this is, so this that Aaron said regarding this day of the, that they made the eagle on Shavasa Batamas, and he said that this will be a celebration for the Yidden tomorrow. That the zichim ekoyim veren, this will definitely be fulfilled. And this says clearly in the Arizal, asayid hanirmas bezer in divrei Aaron that there's a big secret that's hinted here in the words of Aaron as asid akadosh baruch hu lahafchay shivasid betamos liyamtiv that this very day will one day become a chagal Hashem will be transformed into a yamtiv instead of a fast day as it is today. So it comes out that this very day will be a celebration for the Ebishter. And this happens when Mashiach comes. So we can say that on a deeper level, what this is referring to is, is the celebration that comes out through the fact that Yidin do tshuva for what happened with the Egel. But as Nizgala Veren, then when Mashiach comes, this will be revealed. When Achtos Hashem bet Kumen begiloy oich b'shaiches gimel klipes atmeis, and we'll see the unity of the Eibushter in every place, in every entity, including in the lowest level of klipe. As the Nitzaytes Shabbahem, the holy sparks even there, their tachlis upnimiyus hakavana Shabbahem, the purpose and the inner reason of why these klipe were created, v'nesapach l'tayv, it'll all be transformed to absolute good and nesala l'ktusha, and it gets all elevated, all into holiness. That's going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. That's the chagla Hashem Machar that will be fulfilled in Arna, of Arna Kain's words. So we can say that similar to this. 
is Oich Benegeya Ben Targum of Teire is Shivim Loshin Bedeiras Achiach Reinim. It's when it comes to translating the Teire in all seventy languages in the later generations and now in our generation. Uvefrat the Mayonis from Pnimiyus of Teire, especially taking the wellsprings of the inner aspect of Teire. As it's known, the Friede Gerebe put a place to a very big effort. To translate also matters of the inner dimension of Teire into all 70 languages. So that those that don't have a relation and can't understand the Pnimiyus Ateire in its original in Hebrew, or the Rafila in Yiddish, or even to understand it in Yiddish, even they should be able to learn from the wellspring from the inner dimension of Teire. What this accomplishes is it refines all these languages. Not only the way it was done originally by Moshe Rabbeinu, when the translation was alongside and together with Lashon HaKadosh, nor but each one of these languages as they are for themselves. And this is accomplished even more so by bringing down the deepest explanations that there is in Teres Achsidis about the unity of Hashem, bringing it into every language. And this brings the refinement and the elevation of these 70 nations themselves. This brings closer and hastens the coming of Mashiach. When all the nations of the world will all be transformed and to have, to have one Safa Bruda to all call to the name of Hashem in unison. So then these days and this time period of the year will all be translated into days of joy and to ayantiv on the scene from the Yemei Ben Absarim. And the conclusion of these days which began on the day of Shavasa Betamad, which is on Tishabov, Vedzaina Yomtiv Godel will be a very great Yomtiv, Bekarev Mamish, Bibias, Mashiach, Tzitkeno.